The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, joined by your hosts, myself, Alex Fishbein. We got Dennis Clawson. What's going on, Dennis? What up? We're finally here. The, the day, the eve of the day we've been waiting for. And I can't believe we're like finally here. I didn't ever think it would happen, but we're here. We're starting the I NBA know. season. Thank the Lord. The NBA season is back. And I can't wait. I mean, it almost never has the Sixers in the opening night. So I'm hyped. Get to see the Sixers right away. So that'll be great. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. Tyler says, yo, what's yo. up, Tyler? What what's it, going what on? What it is. <laughs> what it is, Tyler, Ty- what it is. Tyler just wanted to make sure he was the first to be recognized. Oh, for sure. Tyler Tyler wants people to know that he's here. Mm-hmm. Um, so um Yeah, and big, Fred- big big sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go Did ahead. you think I was not gonna talk for long? <laughs> no. <laughs> you think I was gonna actually let you start something without that? I mean it's a big <laughs> night tomorrow night. We got we got some big games tomorrow and Philly's Get the chance to kind of set the tone for the rest of the season. We'll, we'll see what the Celtics have, uh, how they're going to look tomorrow, especially without Eme coaching and Robert Williams is going to be in the center spot, and they're not going to have Danilo Danilo Gallinari like yep. they thought they were. So we have some uh, big things going on here. We have a new look 76ers team, which has it, it's adding the the roughness and the toughness and the grit of my man PJ Tucker, I love PJ Tucker. Uh, get get to get a little D'Anthony Melton off the bench, and we'll see what Ty- Tyrese Maxey has in store. Is is he ready to be like the guy full time this season? So we'll see what James Harden looks like because he kind of looked like garbage, but last season at times, but now he had a full training camp to go with the Sixers and. And B, he's going to make a run for an MVP award. We'll see if he can actually do it this year. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good. And that's just the first game. I know that it's it's insane. And I mean, not just that, but then the the nightcap is what Golden State versus Los Angeles. Los the Lakers or the Clippers. The Lakers. Yeah. So I mean, we get to see. Uh, how Draymond and Jordan Poole act together after their whole practice fight. We get to see um, LeBron. We get to see if Anthony Davis actually stays healthy. He won't. <laughs> I'll answer that for you right now. He won't. Speak- and speaking of staying healthy, Celtics fans had a super big scare when Malcolm Brogdon left their last game. They said it was just a sore leg and everything, and if it was the regular season, he probably could have played. But it's preseason. He didn't want to play anymore. It's preseason. Nobody cares. <laughs> he was like, "Look, guys, I- I'm not trying to risk it here." <laughs> I-, 
I get hurt every season. I'm not trying to risk it now. <laughs> it's good, and I know we're going to kind of touch on the Lakers in a little bit, but it's going to be interesting to see how the the new Lakers look. We're going to see if, like you said, if AD can stay healthy. We're going to see how LeBron looks. We're going to see if Russ is going to be available. If he is available, what's his role? Where is he going to come off the bench? If he comes off the bench, who's going to start? So there's a lot of question marks, you know. And and I think. He, uh, Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, they'll be fine on the court, but and they'll be fine while they're together. But this is those type of situations where it's going to be like the Ben and uh, Joella Bead situation to where once they're actually not on the same team, then you'll hear, hear people start, oh, he's, I, I could have knocked him, I could have punched him again and he wouldn't have made, <laughs> woke up. You know what I mean? Like that. And you, you'll hear Jordan Poole said, well, I knew he was an important player on our team, or so I would have kicked his ass. <laughs> Even I mean, though nobody thinks that's true, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want now at this point when they when they're both done playing, I want to see them get in the ring. Now, I mean, all the other ex NBA players are doing it. I, I think I think people would pay pretty good money to see Jordan Poole and Draymond Green get in the boxing ring now. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of that, did you see Nate Robinson's not doing well? I did see that. He has a, Shout out some to Nate sort Robinson. of kidney, yeah. kidney disease or something. Um, yeah, hopefully. So if he needs I, was, I was actually I was bouncing questions off of Deanna. I was like, so what's your professional opinion about this? <laughs> uh, he needs a new kidney. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> pretty much where we're going here. So if you if anybody, you know, wants to possibly consider help save Nate Robinson's life when the time comes. I mean, I would, yes. I would do it. Speaking of not doing well, too, Dikembe Mutombo went to get a surgery to get a brain tumor removed. I was going to get to him. I just wanted to give Nate Robinson his... Because I feel like people weren't talking about him when they were talking more about Dikembe, which I, I get it. But, I mean, True. Nate Robinson was a good player in, in his, you know, for some seasons there, so... That's true. No, that's true. We, I mean, they both deserve their due in in like mentioning how so they're doing. So stop taking the attention off of Nate Robinson. <laughs> Just give him his attention that he deserves. I'm sorry. You had a good segue, so then I had to come up with a good segue. I no, don't like I to be feel... out-segued. Well, I'm always going to out-segue you. You know that. <laughs> I don't know. I still think my best segue was when we talked about being fat, and then I said, speaking about being fat, Zion Williams. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would give Nate Robinson a kidney if he needed one. Yeah, I mean, I mean to say that yeah. now, but then when they say in the match, I might I'd be like, I never said that. <laughs> I never. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, if the price is right, you know, he's. I mean, oh, he's, he's got a lot now of money. you're now you're Jewish showing. I. It's always gonna show when there's now that much showing. money on the table. <laughs> I would do it for free. If it was family, I mean, that'd be different, but... They would get half off if it was family. <laughs> They'd get a Black Friday deal. <laughs> and I would say I would say Dikembe could get... Uh, Mike would donate half his brain to Dikembe, but I don't think he wants that. Nope. But yeah, I mean... God, I, Dikembe Mutombo, man. What a monster. Uh, he was... I mean, he was a huge part of my childhood with that Allen Iverson team. 
Yeah, sure. shout out to Dikembe. Hopefully he gets better. Nate Robinson, hope he gets both of those guys. Yep. Hold on, I'm getting yelled at. I mean, we're, we're eventually going to move on to something more. Hurt for a long time. Shea Gilgis Alexander? Yes. I mean, I have a minute. he's. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust no, him. He, I wouldn't trust him, but he's supposed to start the season. Tell her. Yeah. He says he's going to be ready. Tell her Big Sexy says it. <laughs> I think they have our, our podcast on downstairs, okay. so I think they're trying to listen. Deanna, honey, <laughs> if you listen to me, don't take him, okay? Thank you. <laughs> you don't want him. Nope. He was good the last two seasons for my fantasy team, but not. I mean, I'm not going to trust him this year. When he plays, he's great, but he, he doesn't play. Exactly. So, um, And OKC is probably just going to tank. <laughs> I mean, they don't have Chet. Shea Gilders Alexander's been hurt the last couple seasons. Well, let's well, just I, be let's be honest here. Even if they had Chet, they're going to tank anyways because there's no way. In it. Chet's not going to make a difference for that team. To that, no, they're degree. not. He's not going to make them make the playoffs. Not at all. So they just uh, optioned up uh, Josh Giddy. They just picked up his option. They just picked up uh, Man's option. Uh, they got uh, Isaiah po- Joe po- Pokerchevsky. Yeah, they just got your Man's. Isaiah Joe, and they, and it wasn't just like a hey come out try out for the team. It was a reported from Shams that it is a multi year deal, so they must be liking Isaiah Joe. Hell yeah, I like Isaiah Joe too. I mean, he deserves a roster spot somewhere. Well, somewhere. Then, I mean, remember when he was gone? I, what did I say? I say he's not going to be out of work long. Right. Exactly. I mean, it it would take a day for somebody to get him. I wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of those teams along the lines of OKC tried to put something in for him. I bet you Houston did especially because having him come off the bench would be good with the guards that they have. I bet you Utah probably put something in for him. Um, Hell, I even bet you Washington tried to put something in for him because who the hell do they have in 3 and D terms? I mean, Bradley Beal's going to be hurt in three weeks anyways. You know, you need somebody. Exactly. Isaiah Joe's essentially the same talent level as Bradley Beal. <laughs> I, honestly, I'd rather have Bradley Beal or uh, Isaiah Joe. He costs less and he's going to stay healthy. So True. True. I mean, you're, you're basically giving a max contract. I wonder how Deanna made out that pick, by the way. So, Deanna, if she you're listening. She ended up picking uh, Terry Rozier. You should, honey, you should have you went with shit. <laughs> that's okay i was i was gonna say go De'Aaron fox but oh wait no she also got De'Aaron fox never mind she got a girl okay now we're now now the braids are matching the beauty here yeah she picked up the the telepathic waves that a girl she (laughs) she just gotta tap tap into big sexy let me know uh what you're when you're picking again and and i'll tell i'll i'll telepathically said you might pick. Yeah, there we go. All right, I'm already loving my team right now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really liking my team. Right now I got Halliburton, Garland, LeBron, Bam, and Jalen Brown. I'm liking this squad. <laughs> it's, a, it's a points league too, not a category league. Right, so, that's gonna, that makes a difference. 
Hell yeah. I feel like we'll get does. All right. Ahead, yeah. Ahead, ahead. No, I was going to say, I feel like nobody does points leagues anymore. So it's nice to see a points league. Everybody does stupid categories. I know. I, and it's funny because two of the leagues I'm in are points leagues. It's our dynasty league. And then uh, the this league I'm in with my friends. Um, but I will say in this league too, two years running, it has been me versus Deanna in the championship. And I don't help her on, on many picks. She asks me one or two questions when it's like this guy or that guy. And I don't, I'll like give her my advice, but sometimes she takes it, sometimes she doesn't. And she's gotten to the championship both times. Well, she's probably like, if you don't want to sleep on the couch and get a little bit of the future, uh, <laughs> you know, your future, but if you want to get a little bit of this action, you better take LeBron out of that lineup championship <laughs> you better bench every good player you have <laughs> so then when everybody goes why did alex take lebron out you could just say i was playing the matchups exactly i didn't I think just... lebron was gonna play well against orlando <laughs> <laughs> but anyway <laughs> Um, first off, Maggie B, this is Deanna's sister. She said, not you sending the link during the live. Yes, I sent the link out. I want people to watch it. So Hi, Maggie. How are you? Um, and then Larry James here says, Benedict Mathurin is Rookie of the Year. That's, that's a bold, bold statement. Larry, what are you smoking? He says, Rookie Benedict been good. He led rookies in scoring at 19.8 in preseason, and he's a dog on defense. There is it's no pre-season. doubt. There's no doubt that Benedict is a good player. You know what? Let's just let, let's start this. Let's let's just start it off with our with our season predictions, awards, and everything. And then we'll get to Atlantic Division preview after that. Okay. He, there's no doubt he's a good player. He's gonna be in the all rookie team. That like there's no doubt about that. But rookie of the year, mm, I don't know about all that. You know that you know the thing that comes into the videos where the guy goes, "Say what?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think I've said that before, but it's just so, so fitting. He's <laughs> like, "What?" <True. laughs> Real quick, what do you think, Chris Stapps or Jakob? Oh, Jakob. That's what I was thinking too. Kristaps just—he—he's notoriously not healthy. I can't—I can't deal with. Kristaps is a a better player. When he's, oh, he's around definitely for the player. thirty-six games he plays a year. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, Larry said he moved up in the odds. Hey, oh, like I said, okay, he's been see Larry. No, okay, Larry's making some smart decisions here, and I can respect that because he's yeah. following the, the 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 Vegas, and that's the way to go. So, okay, Larry, I get it. I feel you. I feel yeah. you. I mean, oh, I still, very... I still have him behind Bancaro and Keegan Murray, but I could see Benedict over Jaden Ivy. Oh yeah. So. I mean, I, again, I agree that he is he is a All very right. good rookie. Muhammad yeah. is, is here again. <laughs> Appreciate you, Muhammad. Yeah, win what? <laughs> the Warriors are going to win they're, the whole the, thing. They're going to win the whole thing. They're just going to win. They're, they're going That's back it. to back. They're going back to back. And uh, Maggie said Nola is winning fantasy this year. Yes, the puppy is definitely going to win fantasy. She is actually running my team. 
So there's that. But anyway, let's start. What, what do you want to start with first? Do you want to predict the it's, playoff you're teams? You're the host. You lead. Well, I'm, you I'm asking you what say. you... I'm asking what you feel stronger about. Do you feel stronger about predicting the playoff teams or the awards? Honestly, I just want to go to bed. So <laughs> it really doesn't matter. I'm hungry. I mean, just... I understand that too. <laughs> yeah, so whatever you want um, to do. It's like Christmas. The quicker I can get to sleep, the quicker I'll wake up and it'll be NBA season. You got a very good point there. That is a very good point. Um, so... Let's let's just go to the awards because we're talking about rookie of the year and everything. Who you got for rookie of the year? Uh, I said Keegan Murray. I'm liking Keegan Murray more and more. I gotta say. Well, he looked good in the summer. Yep. I think he's. I said it before. I think he's the most NBA ready guy that they have. I mean, he definitely looks the most fluid. The most like he has like the smoothest game out of the rookies so far. And, right off the bat. I mean, and then uh, Ben Carroll, sure. It'll be down to those two. For sure. I, then, I was very the, confident in, in Ben Carroll at first, but now I'm leaning more Keegan Murray. Sorry, go ahead. But then there's going to be that third guy who just shows up out of nowhere, and then everybody's going to say, okay. I mean, it could it could be Benedict. It could be him. It could be... Uh, Jeremy Sochan. It could be... I mean, Jaden Ivey is always going to be in the discussion. Uh, Jalen Duren is probably going to get plenty of playing time for Detroit. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I think... Well, right now, Marvin Bagley's hurt for the next, what, like couple weeks probably? Well, and then, this is his first stint of being hurt. So he's going to be hurt probably true. about five <laughs> stints of hurt. So That's true. That's true. Um... And then uh, Isaiah Stewart is obviously still there, going to get some pretty good minutes. But after him, then it's Jalen Durant. I don't see them playing Nerlens Noel all that much, uh, if at all, if they don't trade him. So, I mean, I'm looking at guys like, uh, you know, Jabari Smith obviously could be in that equation. Uh, and then I'm looking down the list, and it's like, okay, uh Agbaji, you know, I'm high on him. You know, now that he's in Utah, I think something right. he, he has upside. He's got a pretty clear path to playing time versus the other rookies. You know what I mean? So he, Ty Ty Washington might get a little action to start the season, like those guys. AJ Griffin might get some playing time. So those guys like that are. You know, seemingly in the mix to to be entering, not that they're going to enter the starting lineup, but carve out a consistent role from game to game. Especially no, when sure. you look at the the Hawks, when you look at uh, you know Hunter and John Collins, and you know Clint Capella's tendency to stay healthy. Bogdanovich isn't healthy; he never is. Uh, Herder's gone. So they're going to need some guys to step up off the bench. So I could see, like, Griffin getting a role immediately. That's for sure. Now, is he going to get enough to, like, be rookie of the year? Probably not. When you consider, like, Ben Carroll is going to play, is going to start immediately and play 30 minutes at least. And he probably is going to take the most shots on that team. So actually, if I'm thinking about it, I might say Ben Carroll 
for rookie of the year. Because yes. when you look at when you look at OKC like or uh, Orlando, you you are literally just looking at guys like Jalen Suggs and Wagner, and uh, so there's not a lot of like really. Cole Anthony is good when you know every so he's probably one of their best scorers on the team, but you don't really have another option on that team who can score like OKC if you took if Chet was still healthy and you looked at him at least they have like Gilgis Alexander and Giddy and uh guys who can actually score Orlando doesn't have much going on so I think that's gonna put him in a position to like put Van Caron in a position to to win the rookie of the year but if I had to pick a guy like who could win it who I'd rather have on my team, who I think is more NBA ready right now. Um, I'm still going Murray. I agree. No, and I have Bancaro up there too, just because of Bancaro's all around game too. I mean, he can he can make plays, he can score, he can rebound. I mean, he's one of the better all around packages as a rookie, and he's going to, like you said, get that playing time right away. He's going to be a starter. So. I mean, he's he's going to get every opportunity thrown his way. Uh, Larry says here, Vegas odds have Bancaro, Benedict, Keegan, and Ivy in the top four for Rookie of the Year. That's about what I would expect. Um, definitely, it's definitely understandable. Um, According to Bavada, <laughs> <laughs> I actually was going to look at what Bavada had. I don't, I don't know what they have. Um, Depends if they're paying us this week. They will, they will, you know. <laughs> then we'll reveal it to everyone. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, like you said, there's always one guy that's going to come out of nowhere and, you know, throw all of a sudden this great rookie season together. And it's like no one's going to see it coming at first. So I'm... I'm curious to see if it's going to be somebody along the lines of like one of the people that San Antonio got because obviously everyone in San Antonio is going to get plenty of of playing time and and yeah I was going to say like Mal- Malachi um, yep. could get Brand in them. there um, yep. so yeah like guys like that AJ Griffin like I said so those are guys that. Uh, Ty Ty Washington. I'm just recapping in my brain because I'm old and I forget, so I got to run them down again, <laughs> even though I've said them three times. But guys like that, I could see like being not rookie of the year candidates, but having a better shot at at least pulling off the upset than other players do this season. For sure, for sure. Larry keeps you keep making good points, man. I mean, he is playing in Indy, which they're not going to be good. And with Halliburton, who's a great playmaker, he'll get the ball out. He'll be he'll get the ball in a lot of good positions to score too. So I definitely agree with you. He says Scotty Barnes is that guy last year to come out of nowhere. Now he's not that guy, pal. <laughs> now I know you might be new to our show, but we've been hyping up Scotty Barnes since before he was drafted. So. Around here on this podcast, we actually predicted him to be Rookie of the Year. 
Dennis and I both did. Mike was the only one that, I mean, Mike's not here. We don't have to worry about Mike. His predictions are always trash. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> did you, but, you, you remember that video with that guy who got to the fight with the kid in the, or the argument, the kid with the supermarket? He goes, you're not that guy, pal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is that about Mike? He's not that guy. I don't know why I was saying it, but he when he said he was the guy, and I, I don't know, it just came to me where I go. He's not that guy, pal. Larry, <laughs> though, making some good points, though, here tonight. For sure. Scotty, Scotty's the man, though. We, we love Scotty around here. Scotty's one of our favorites. Oh, and Chris Simmons, what's going on, Chris? He says, I like the rookie Mathurin. That windmill dunk he had in preseason was amazing. Wow, there's a lot of Mathurin fans around here. Mm. <laughs> but, yes, no, agreed. You and Larry are both are both in agreement here. People thought it was Cade or Green award to lose last season. That's true. Cade, Cade and and Jalen Green were up there. Um, they, I, I they definitely were the favorites to start the season. I just had this instant love for Scotty Barnes coming into the season, and I was like, and he was he looked like a pro immediately, and it's scary to think what this guy's going to look like this season. Like all stars, like are we talking all star for Scotty Barnes? Like consideration, you know? I can like, see it. so yeah, Scotty Barnes is a real deal. Scott, I mean, that's why for all of you out there, um, we we both write for Roto Baller now. We're both on the Roto Baller team, and I did an article about how Scotty Barnes is going to be a fantasy breakout, as if I mean. He already did great last season, but I mean, Scotty, this man, as as Tyler says here, Barnes is a different breed. I agree. The man just plays with such joy too. He just loves the game of basketball. He's awesome. Love him. Yeah, give him a couple of years, and he's really gonna. He's he's on the cusp of like when LeBron and KD and all those guys. Scotty's gonna be a guy who. It's going to be fond over for a long time, and rightfully oh, hell yeah. so. Hell yeah. So who do you have? We'll get to MVP last. Who do you have for sixth man of the year? Well, we know Tyler Hero's starting, so True. that's not going to happen. I'm thinking more along the lines like Brogdon, maybe. Okay. Uh, um, and then I'm, I'm trying to think through... Like who has Tyus Jones, and and I'm I'm just spitballing before I make my actual decision. I'm just trying to run through. You know, Amir Coffee. I could see not that he's going to win it, but I could see him taking a step and like actually like having a pretty sizable role for the Clippers and uh, Gary Trent. Maybe if he's not in a consistent starting lineup, maybe Gary Trent. So I'm just throwing – I might be crazy here, but I think Ken, Kendrick Nunn's going to be in for one hell of a season if he stays healthy with the Lakers. I mean, he's looked pretty promising. Larry here says Jordan Poole. That's another good option. Like, I like Poole, but I think he's going to be – honestly, like, I would say yes, but the only thing about Poole is that I can see him starting for a lot of – the games this season like i don't i don't i kind of see him as like the sixth starter true 
I mean, it also depends how healthy Clay is going to stay. Because, I mean, they're not going to risk much with Clay with the injury history he's had recently. So I could see Jordan Poole getting all the spot starts every time Clay's not playing. And I mean, the on way top the, of that. The... Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was no, going to say, the way the Warriors work, they just shift everybody around. If They'll do whatever it takes to get pool in the lineup and just shift guys around. So, Exactly. So, yeah, I, don't, I mean, yeah, pool's a great pick for sure. Brogdon, I think, is Brogdon's a favorite to do it. Um, and there'll probably be a couple more that come to mind later on, and I'll probably be mad at myself for forgetting, but... Well, I'm going to bring up Larry's comment here because this is my pick. Bones Highland. Ah, son of a bitch. Did you did you see me draft him? <laughs> I did see you draft him. All right. So Bones yeah. is the man. And the way Bones was playing toward the end of last season, especially with shooting and everything, uh, they don't have Monty Morris anymore. Uh, Fancudo. Campazzo. He looks like he's going to sign in Dallas. Campazzo. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> say that name to save my life, but he looks like he's going to sign Is in Dallas. Is he even Italian? I think so, or Spanish. He's Argentinian. <laughs> That's close. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Spanish, Argentinian, whatever, same thing. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Wait, no, exactly. in Argentina. Where's, uh, what's his face? Where was Who? he from? Who's what's yeah. his face? <laughs> <laughs> um, the guy, the, the we we were on his podcast. Oh, Chile, Chile. Yeah. He's from Chile. He's from Chile. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, Which is, I mean, me think it, down near Chile. Argentina. Makes me think about Chile because I had a Chile Five Way. Chile Five Way. You ever have Chile with like spaghetti and sour no. cream and? Cheese. I've had I've had it with sour cream and cheese, but yeah. I haven't had it with spaghetti. Yeah, that on top good. of spaghetti. Yeah, toe curler. Ooh, okay. Toe I, curler. I, chili's one of my specialties too. That I that I cook. Really? So, yeah. I'm a big chili guy. I love chili. I don't know if oh, you could, I, I'm sure best. you're wondering how I could keep this physique with all the chili that I like, but you know, I'm a big chili guy. Greg says skyline chili. Is What's that another that, name Greg? for it? Is that another know. name for Chili Five Wood? You I know, mean, it's, it's, it's a cool name. Yeah, yeah, that's probably like some Chicago style chili where it's like <laughs> thick chili. <laughs> they put it on pizza. <laughs> Deep dish chili. Uh, Greg says, oh, here we go. It's a chain in Cincy that specializes in chili. Oh, mm. okay. Okay, Greg. Tyler says we're going to go off in the deep end again. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but it's going to happen maybe eventually. You can, tell, you can tell that Tyler watches our show a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But um, so, yeah. Wendy's I, has I, pretty good chili. Yo. When I used to, that's where I started liking chili, to be honest. Like, Wendy's chili, my mom used to get Wendy's chili every time we went to Wendy's. Every, after every basketball practice, I would go to Wendy's. I would get a Baconator, but my mom would get chili. The one time I tried it, I was like, 
all right, I see why you get this shit all the time. So my chili love started at Wendy's. <laughs> and you could dip your burger in the chili. And your fries. And then get a Frosty, dip your fries in there. Yeah, I was going to say, don't do that. Like, I don't understand why people do that. That's disgusting. Dipping it in the Frosty? Yeah, absolutely gross. What? That's the best. You get the salty sweet mixture and the fried food with it and everything. I even dip my chicken nuggets in a Frosty. Uh, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so have a good night. But anyway, back to Six Man. Larry talked about James Boog Knight, uh, about just him getting arrested for DUI and a gun, Charlotte losing their Six Man. Yeah, that's a bad situation. Um, I saw the news story, and they they found him passed out in his car. That that was pretty bad. Um, That happened to me. Charlotte definitely the last time I went to Wendy's, I was passed out in the car. Little different circumstances, but same end and end game. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck is going on in Charlotte? Yeah, everyone getting arrested, suspended. Uh, like, what the <laughs> what's in the water down there? I don't know. But um, yeah, Charlotte definitely in tag mode, especially because Lamelo Ball. I mean, he's hurt with his ankle. Uh, and if I'm Charlotte, I'm not risking Lamelo Ball at all. So I'm gonna put him on ice for a while see what happens with that but anyway so yeah so six man of the year i i'm going with bones on that one what's your final answer i'm gonna say brogdon or bones i'm gonna steal larry brogdon brogdon is a good choice too as long as he stays healthy that's always the biggest thing with brogdon so if he does stay healthy though i could see him making a very good case for six man of the year larry sounds like such a hard working name like, you ever see a guy like, I'm Larry, but he's just a hard-working guy, works oh, yeah. overtime. Blue collar. Yeah, just a fucking America. That's what Larry's. He's like a painter or a construction. Yeah. He's a, he's a guy who's worker. always out in his yard just doing stuff. Yeah. A man's man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something I am not. <laughs> Same, so. <laughs> um... I hate yard work. Oh, yard work's the worst. I can't stand it. Should I go Kelly Oubre or Jaden Ivey? Uh, I'd go Oubre. I'm, I'm liking him this year because of because of what we were saying in Charlotte. Miles Bridges ain't going to be there. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we got Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year. Who do you have for most improved? Right now, I think... I saw like the two of the favorites are going to be like Zion. That's stupid. The P and uh, who was the other one? Oh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Those That's are like stupid too. Two of the top people for most improved. When so. I think of most improved, I'm thinking a guy like Isaac Okoro or Anthony Simons or Amir Coffee. Like those are the guys I to me are you know even bones but like those are the guys who i think should be like most improved player of the year who, who should be in that category not you know oh you're really going on a limb by saying tyrese halliburton's going to be the fucking most improved player of the year 
And that's right. Larry said Anthony Edwards is actually the coach. Which, that is stupid, too. Like, why does it, Anthony Edwards... We all know he's good. Already? Right. <laughs> how about, like, Davion Mitchell? Right. Like, how about a guy who was barely getting any playing time or, like, a, just a little bit of playing time last year that now plays his way into a starting role, plays his way into relevancy? Like, I hate the fact that a lot of times it goes to the guy, like, like I said, they need like a like in the NFL how they have like comeback player of the year. They need that in the NBA. Because should, I feel like so many times it's the guy that is hurt the year before, then does really well, and then it's like, oh, most improved. Yeah, like if you're the criteria should be like you should only play a certain amount of minutes, score a certain yep. amount. You know what I mean? Like the, uh, Anthony Edwards for most improved. That's uh, I hate this award, stupid. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> um, Larry Larry here said Edwards, Zion, and Maxi are the top three. That's the, um, This is the stupidest award. I feel like Maxi, if at all, should have won it last year. Who, um, who won it last year again? Poole? I think so. Yeah. And then remember when John ja Morant won it? I was like, or, like, he either won it or was, like, in the running for it. I was like, it's John Morant. He was in the running for MVP. Now, if you said Kyrie's in the running for most approved because he actually plays, like, 40 games this season, then I'll buy it. Right. What but Bosco's, <laughs> Bosco's going crazy downstairs because uh, I think he's playing around with the puppy. Um, what do you got? One of them King, uh, Kim Jong Un dog pits downstairs where you're feeding people a dog? <laughs> Why you gotta expose us like that? No, I'm just um, oh, John Morant won last season, so yeah, <laughs> that's the stupidest fucking award. Exact. Thank you, Larry. John Morant caused this. The award is now for first time all star players and breakout stars. Exact. Like, I don't want to participate in this. Your first time All Star, like if you're already in line for an All Star, like you shouldn't be able to be in Most Improved. Right. I and also just... always thought if you're a top, if you're like a top six, seven pick, in my mind, you're you shouldn't to... be. You 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 shouldn't have to improve. Exactly. Like you're expected to be at that level. So. Just because you are doing gloves. what you're supposed to be doing, what? I, yeah, I don't know. Let's give it to, Mom, the, to the little. Mohammed says most improved is going to be Jordan Poole. I God. mean, if he oh, yeah. if he does end up starting, he could be. Mohammed's all in on those Warriors. He hey, he he's the big Warriors guy over there. Um, so my Warriors favorite games award. are the only games he gets in. Uh, <laughs> oh god. Oh, go ahead. Just never mind. <laughs> I know where that was going. Yeah. Coach of the year. Bad, you know? Exactly. Coach of the year. Who you got? I I got my hot takes ready for coach of the year again. And I even though I wasn't right, I was kinda right. For those who I, don't know, I picked Emmanuel Doka last year. Well, he was coach of the year at slaying that ass. <laughs> went from went from coach of the year candidate to uh, deadbeat boyfriend of the year. Right. 
slaying <laughs> that Poon Tang. Oh, yeah, good for him, though. You know what? Fuck it. Taylor Jenkins and uh, um, Joe Mazzullo. There we go. I mean, it, yeah, if, if Boston does better than they did last regular that season. That second one was sarcastic. But, like, if he does do that as an interim coach. How about Jason Kidd? Okay. Okay. All right. Larry says uh, Cavs coach, so Bickerstaff. Yeah, he got robbed last season. Yeah, he should have been. He should have been easily just uh, like uh, he should have won to begin with. I agree. He should have been coach of the year. The way how the he turned that Cavs team around. And they lost their second best. Well, I guess like second or third best. Well, player. at the time he was considered the second best. Right. Right. Until everyone started getting better and better through as the year went on. Because of um, their coach. Exactly. So, all right. How about Ty Lu? I could see Ty Lu getting into the cover. I mean, give that man a little respect. I'm going Willie Green. Doc Rivers. Willie Green was my really far reach pick last year. Which, I will say, the Pelicans turned it on once they got C.J. McCollum. But, Zion's back. They got CJ another year. Ingram's still there. Valanchunas is still there. Herb Jones is growing. I mean, I think I I might have I think I might have him up there. All right, knock it off. <laughs> They're gonna be a playoff team. All right, now let's we're, we're gonna lock in and lock them in right now. So I'm gonna say Jason Kidd. Okay. And then for the East, yeah, I'll go Bickerstaff. Okay. I like it. So, who said Bickerstaff, me, Larry? Yes. God, Larry's a fucking genius. I know Larry's Larry. Larry watches basketball. And I was shitting on him too, and I yeah. That's I'm sorry, like Larry. Oh, and Muhammad, about Jordan Poole's deal, we will get to that a little bit later on in the show. So he did get his money. Larry said Wolves coach might also win. You did bring him up. Taylor Jenkins, right? Or no, no that's Memphis's coach. What's Wolves coach's name again? Uh, Isn't it Chris something? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm on the spot now. Chris uh, Fitch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. I Chris my all. Alzheimer's was sitting in. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he now definitely he has a good a shot. Good in a sweater. And thank you, Greg Finch. Yes, thank yes, thank you for that. Um, Greg. My West coach, I already said it, Willie Green. My coach for the East, Bickerstaff. Was at the top of my list for a while. But and I'm going to say Doc Rivers, too. Damn it, that's what I was going to say! <laughs> well, I, you know I'm high on the Sixers this year. I don't know why, but I must have slept. I slept some... I, just one day I just woke up and I just loved the Sixers. So I don't... And this is the first time I'm actually talking good about the Sixers. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I'm gonna East. I'm gonna go with the home team. I'm gonna go with Doc Rivers. I think the Sixers are primed for a really good season, and if they don't do well, then you'll probably see me on this same podcast saying get Doc Rivers' ass out of town. But <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with Doc Rivers. And then to finish things off, who's your MVP? Joel. I think I'm I, I have to go Luka Doncic. Alright, well we'll see. Some Sixers fan you are. It's just the only reason is Some Sixers fan you are. The only reason is if you take Luka off Dallas, they're legitimately like a bottom three team in the entire league. If you took Joel Embiid off Philly, they ain't going to be that much better. I'm not saying that they're going to be amazing, but they would still be in the play-in race. I could see them being like a 9-10 seed. All right, but you you forget that that the Mavs have fucking Spencer Dinwiddie, who's going (laughs) to, might be most improved player next year. Could be. But, yeah, I got to go. I respect Spencer Dinwiddie. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. To me, this season, nobody's depending on their superstar more than Dallas with Luka. Because he's literally, like, the whole offense. Especially Brunson's not there. They got Christian Wood, but who knows if he's ever going to stay healthy. He'll play four games. Exactly. So... I'm still going Embiid, so sorry. I mean, you don't have to apologize to me. I'd love if Embiid I'd finally got his MVP. Apologizing <laughs> I don't know. Um. Oh, but real quick, our draft finished. What do you think of my team? Immediate thoughts. We got Halliburton, Garland, LeBron, Markinen, Bam, Jalen Brown, Brandon Clark, Jakob, Jalen Green, Trey Jones. Kelly O'Bre, Zubak, and Bones. Jesus Christ, how many, what do you have, four teams in that league? Ten. <laughs> it's a good team. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited, especially for getting the eighth pick. So, this is the first year in this league that I don't have Giannis. <laughs> I had Giannis every other season. All right, uh... Deanna is texting me to get your reaction about her team as well. So let me bring, let me bring her team up. Um, I'm gonna say I love it even before she does it because that's how you handle women. You just say you love everything. <laughs> See, you I just mean, heard the you just heard the tip there. Whenever a woman <laughs> asks you for your piggy, you just say it's a good idea and I love it, or you look wonderful. That's all you need to do. I feel like I've heard, I've gotten that advice a, a good bit, and I never listen. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, I agree with her. No, and I'm seeing my wife came to me one time, and this is a true story. And she goes, "How do I look in this sweater?" And nine hundred. Did you say edit- like Ime Yudoka? <laughs> <laughs> 
I go, well, eBay looks better than you do in a store. <laughs> no, but nine, the 900 times previous, whenever she's asked me if her hair looked good, if her ass looked like, whatever looks good, I go, yeah, you look fine. This one time, she goes, no, seriously, tell me. I go, I don't really like it. Next thing you know, she's fucking talking about it for three days. <laughs> so don't make that mistake. All right, I got you. I got you. I appreciate that. Um, so Deanna's team is Dejounte Murray. I know you Ooh. already like that pick. Oh, honey! I know you already like that pick, honey. <laughs> then she has Terry Rozier, Keldon Johnson, Giannis. Ooh, that I'm a Keldon guy too. I know, Giannis. I know you're not a Giannis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, well, yeah. uh, Rudy Gobert. De'Aaron Fox, Franz Wagner, Colin Sexton, Jared Allen, Anthony Simons, OG Anunoby, Kevin Herter, and Jabari Smith. I gotta go change my shorts. <laughs> I knew you were gonna like it straight off the bat with DeJounte Murray. Way better than your team. Way better. Yeah, I like your team better than yours. What? Or is this just what you do with your wife? <laughs> I'd be a big I really like her team. Okay. <laughs> um, no, that it is a. It, she definitely did draft a good team. I just hope the only the main thing I hope is that um, OG stays healthy. Yeah, he won't. But she, at least she has other players. That's true. <laughs> he'll he'll play like every other week, and then. She'll have someone on the waiver wire that she'll pick up for the week that he's gone, and it'll go like that probably. It's it's going to be Otto Porter Jr. time in Toronto once he's up and at him. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so, real quick, your final four teams and then your finals and your champion. Who you got? My So, all right. So, in the West, I'm probably... Oh, come on. <laughs> so the East, I'm going to say Philly. Okay. See Philly getting in there. Okay. I have I have no faith in the Nets. I think the Nets suck. I think they're going <laughs> to suck. Are you trying to do reverse psychology? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could honestly, I could see the, I could see the Sixers and the, the Nets and the, Eastern kind because I Boston just scares me with that coaching situation they got going on. Right. That just scares me. So, and I don't, I don't think the Heat like the Heat lost PJ Tucker, which is not good. For and sure. I'm not that high on Bam, you know that. Yep. Jimmy Butler is not. Hurt. Lowry's just not even a thing anymore. Like he's just <laughs> there. Um. Tyler Hero, who knows if he improved defensively. So the Cavs are like a couple of years away from like being in serious like contention for that. Actually, you want to know something? I'm changing my mind. I'm going to say the Bucks and the Sixers. Okay. In the East. And then for the West, I'm going to say, God, the West is just such a shit show. The West show. is wide open, to be honest. I'm going to say the Warriors and the Grizzlies again. 
All right. And, and then I think who you got? The, who you got in the finals, and who's winning? I think the Warriors are still going to win this year. Ah, so you agree with Muhammad? Well, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like I said, "Hey, you know, just take going." I mean, Larry, I, I'll agree with Muhammad. Uh, no, I'm okay. With it. Muhammad, <laughs> uh, no, I think Muhammad's spot on. I think, uh, but I think he's a Warriors fan. That's why he's saying it. Well, yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> His uh his profile picture looks like I think that's Clay Thompson so <laughs> Warrior fan fan confirmed. But all right, yes. who do you have them beating in the finals? The Sixers or the Bucks? Uh, I think the Bucks. They'll beat the Bucks. Okay, I have in the West. I have Warriors and the Nuggets. I'm gonna give give your little credit to Mike. The Nuggets are going to be good, especially if they stay healthy. Um, I have no faith in Minnesota. I have no faith in Phoenix. Does anybody have faith in Minnesota? Like, I don't know why everybody's talking about Minnesota just because they got Rudy Gobert. I'm not. I mean, you know me. I'm not a Rudy Gobert guy at all. And and it's funny because I actually, when he won his first Defensive Player of the Year, I was very much so in his corner to win Defensive Player of the Year. And as the years went on, I became less and less of a Rudy Gobert fan. But, yeah, I'm not not a Rudy Gobert guy. Um, so I don't see them getting to the conference finals. Uh, in the East, I'm going, I'm going old rivalry, Sixers-Celtics. And I'm saying, in the final, Nuggets Sixers. We're gonna have Jokic Embiid. That would and be a Embi- good fight. That would be a good finals, right? I think that'd be the storylines would be crazy with Jokic and Embiid alone. Especially if Embiid doesn't win MVP again. Well, actually, even if he does win MVP, but Sixers win. In five over the Nuggets in the championship. I think James Wiseman will win most improved player of the year. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. So here's my thing. Like the Warriors, they <laughs> lost Gary Payton. They lost Otto Porter. They lost uh, Juan Toscano Anderson. But they still have that, you know, Moses Moody, Kaminga. They have Jordan Poole. James Wiseman's back. He wasn't there before. And they essentially won the title without really much Gary Payton because Gary Payton was hurt for a lot of the postseason from that right. you know, shot from Melton. And then you know, Otto Porter Jr. had his 19th career flaring up of his foot injury, so he wasn't <laughs> around. So they basically did it with what they have, and they're pretty much bringing uh, – Looney was shit hot in the postseason. It and was. now that they have him and Wiseman, on top of that they have Poole. Draymond Green, like, okay, he's 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 he's, he's valuable, but, you know, he's, he's Draymond Green, you know. So Steph wasn't shooting as good as he was, and Clay wasn't shooting, but Clay's now has, had an entire offseason. We have to remember that COVID and injuries kind of messed people's routines up. So now Clay's going to be in the in the mix, and I could see him being considerably better than he was last season. Yeah, 
No, I agree. I mean, I agree on all points. And I honestly think one kind of sneaky pickup that nobody's really talking about, too, is DiVincenzo. I think the fact they got DiVincenzo to come off the bench, if he returns to any form he was in in Milwaukee before he got like had that major injury, that is a humongous plus for the Warriors. Because yeah. DiVincenzo was a big time contributor for Milwaukee until he got until he got hurt. Yeah, he was a big time part of their rotation. Yeah, and DiVincenzo, I mean, has proven to be a solid NBA player. So, I mean, nobody really talks about that, and I think he he'll be a very good option for them. And they also have Jamichael Green too. You know, Jermichael, spot minutes. when I saw Jermichael Green in preseason, <clears throat> he looked pretty fucking good. Yeah. I agree. And then, but yeah. um, I just think if, and I know it's a big if, but if Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, and Jokic all stay healthy, that's going to be a really damn good team. You can't say of, if they stay healthy because then you'll get made fun of on Twitter or wherever the fuck it is. <laughs> True. But then we talked about it time and time again, the Bruce Brown edition. Bones getting even better. Uh, Aaron Gordon it has played his role perfectly. He, he has a great role, and he plays it to a T. Like, this team... They're going to be really good. Yeah, I just don't think they're there at that level. I think the Grizzlies are a little bit better. Okay. Especially when they get Jimmy Jackson back. Um, That's for sure. Muhammad brought up that Golden State has Andre Iguodala as well. That's true. I just don't see him playing as much. Uh, I think he's going to be – yeah, I think he's going to be a great mentor for like Kuminga – Moses Moody and those guys, though. He's the I new uh, fucking Udonis Haslam. <laughs> True. I can see that. <laughs> oh, man. But I didn't think it would take us 58 minutes to go over the season predictions. Um, so real quick. We have to get into this because it's the only division preview we haven't done yet. The Atlantic Division. How do you see it shaking out? I think I still think the Sixers are going to be the best team in the East. Okay. I think the Celtics will finally get it. Um, well, the 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 uh, Nets will finally get their house in order, and okay. finally start looking like the team that everybody thought they would be. Um, and and I just the the co- uh, the coaching situation just scares me when, especially when you think of like how inexperienced this guy is. I mean, Missoula was just a collegiate coach for a long time. Most of his tenure at the collegiate level was as an assistant. He hasn't really been in the NBA that long. Um, Yeah, the players and everything like him, but I can honestly foresee at some point in the season that Brad Stevens is going to come down and take over. I actually didn't think about that. That that could definitely be a, a good possibility. I just think he's way in over his head, and I think they're making a big mistake by um, turning. I mean, they're they're right there. 
Like how they, how close they were last season, especially how they started off the season. And then to take a step back with your coaching and, and trust this team, this championship caliber team with a coach with no head coaching experience, somebody who's barely been in the NBA, who's mm-hmm. been a coach for just a decade, really. You know what I mean? I just don't, I don't like that situation. On top of that, when you consider Robert Williams, like when Robert Williams is available, he's a force to be reckoned with. He's a rebounding machine. He's a shot-blocking aficionado. He's a big body. He's he's good, but he, this guy can just never stay healthy, which is right. unfortunate because he's a difference maker. So oh, I, sure. I think Robert Williams might be the guy, though, who – He's not a he's not a fit to be a starting option anymore. I think he's a twenty minutes a night kind of guy, and just be thankful you get twenty minutes out of him. And and that's about it. But they the the Celtics did add, you know, they added Derek White last season. Mm-hmm. They added uh, Brogdon in the off season. They also they brought in. Uh, Blake Griffin, which is a nice little leadership uh, piece there. Justin Jackson made the team. Uh, Grant Williams is there. Um, Sam Hauser has actually been <laughs> – he lit up the preseason. <laughs> Sam, Sam Hauser is, like, supposed to be, like, a guy now that Gallinari is not there. He's a guy who's projected to be in the mix for some serious playing time. Um, I can see it. His shooting – his shooting ability was great. So he'll be in there. Um, with that said, though, like I I don't think that they're going to be better than the, the Nets. And I honestly don't think that they they might not even be better than the Raptors. When you look at the Raptors and you're going to you're actually going to get Siakam starting the season this year. Last season, he didn't because he had a torn labrum surgery in the offseason. Then he was coming back. Hopefully Fred Van Vliet could stay healthy, which that kind of jeopardized their postseason run last year because he was really banged up in the postseason. Scotty Barnes, who the hell knows what this guy's going to look like, but if he looks any better than he did last season, like we're talking about uh, a Toronto team then who could be like in the championship conversation. OG, who the hell knows what's going to happen to him. Uh, they got Malachi Flynn, your man's Delano Banton. Uh, they got some pieces up front, and so who the hell knows? But I, I, I like Toronto better than I like Boston. I think Boston's the fourth best team right now in the Eastern Conference. And then obviously, By the way, I Go looked ahead. up Delano Banton the other day. I actually didn't realize he's six foot nine as a point guard. That's something I didn't know either. <laughs> I was unaware. I thought he was like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, but damn, I did not know he was 6'9". <laughs> well, they really liked they really liked Ben through the through training camp. They were like really high on him. And he was on fire this preseason. Yeah, so I could see him like uh, Wantanabe isn't around anymore. He's in Brooklyn, so that opens that up. And, and they then did add Otto Porter. They add Otto Porter. That'll add a little bit of depth even though he can't stay healthy but so they have a lot of good pieces there 
You yeah. know, I mean, Christian Coloco is one of those ones. I know you like him. Yeah, you, he's uh, one of those <laughs> people that you gotta watch. Yeah, he's just still too raw, and I don't see him being a big difference maker. He just, but he'll get there. Right. I told you he's yeah, gonna have sure. a couple of games this season where it's gonna be. 10 points, 16 rebounds, and four blocks. And you're going to be like, where the hell did this guy come from? <laughs> and then the next game, two points and a rebound. <laughs> right. And then, of course, um, the Knicks are the Knicks. Brunson, Brunson's a good player. He'll be in the all-star conversation. For are they sure. going to be any – they, they could be a play-in team, possibly. I highly doubt it. Would you consider the, the Atlantic division might be the best division in basketball? So you have four. Oh, yeah. You have four of the five teams who are basically a lock to make the playoffs, and then you have Miami, who's who's number five. You have uh, Milwaukee, who could be the six. Atlanta now with Dejounte Murray, they're seven, and that's just off the top of my head. Right, the Central Division, maybe. There's the Chicago. Bulls. Yeah. So I mean, the Knicks could be a playing team, but maybe. But I mean, with with Brunson, they they could be a playoff team. But if I'm ranking them, I'm going to go uh, Sixers, Nets, Raptors, Celtics, and then the Knicks. But I'm also saying that I could easily switch up the Raptors and the Nets. So you could have the Raptors in second. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I, I do agree that it's worrisome with the whole coaching situation for Boston and that Honestly, it sucks that the how this team is so close and then the new rookie head coach that proved to be a very good coach goes and throws a whole season away and we don't even know if he's going to be back the next season or not. He ain't coming back. Exactly. Like there it's not looking great. But that's what the women can you leave us alone? You all the <laughs> fucking women are looking way too good these days. <laughs> we can't, we can't, we can't help it. Just leave us alone. Oh god! And it, it also goes back to you said everything gets recorded these days. He got recorded on a ring doorbell. That's how they found out. <laughs> yeah, the, I don't like the everything's recorded. They probably have a video of him throw, throwing the you know. Throwing that fucking hog all over the place. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. Imagine him just T- wearing a T- sweater. Nothing else, it's a sweater. <laughs> fucking slaying chicks, bad chicks. And they're like, yeah, Eme, you got to come in the office. We got to talk to you. <laughs> Is that what your fantasies are about, Eme, in this sweater? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I mean, I can relate because I know what it's like to be a good looking guy. You know, True. so it's not easy. You got a point there. You got a point. <laughs> and I'm not even a millionaire like him. <laughs> or the coach of an NBA team. <laughs> the most storied franchise and possibly in all of sports. <laughs> um, I mean, when you think of iconic teams like in sports history, you think like the Yankees, the Lakers, the... The Celtics are certainly up there. Like when you think of football, oh, yeah. Patriots now. Yeah, Packers. The Packer, like, yeah. So you're the head coach of the Boston Celtics. You're a good-looking dude. You have millions of bucks. You're powerful. 
yeah, chicks are going to be all over that. Exactly. I mean, it's and I'm it's, not put, before everybody comes out and says you're you're blaming the woman. In a way, I am because women are just too fucking sexy and gorgeous. Like, no wonder you can't help yourself. We're victims. <laughs> We're victims to women. All, every guy <laughs> on the planet is. Oh god. <laughs> I mean. They always say that women run the world. They do run the absolute a hundred percent. I mean, look at look at Ime Yudoka. Obviously, they're we're pretty dumb, so we're too dumb to run the world, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, my wife, yes, my my, uh, my daughter wanted a fish the other day. She almost conned me into getting her a little fish. After she conned you into getting a puppy, right? So I go, so immediately I was like, eh, you're going to ask your mother. <laughs> like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't, like, guys, just they just got to do what the women say and exactly. pretend like we run everything, but we don't. Honestly, that's going to be my go-to as a dad. I'm going to be like, ask your mother. It works. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Oh, God. Dan, if you're still watching, just letting you know. Um... So, anyway, I do think it's a big issue, the whole coaching fiasco. Um, But I just think that the team itself is still way too talented to finish fourth. I wonder Um, who they banged. Where? Do you think they were doing it in his office? Probably, but they caught him on on the doorbell camera of her house. I think that's what... I read it said like the husband her husband saw it on their ca- their doorbell camera and reported it to the Celtics now that's the video I want to see leaked <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to say I don't care about the pool I want to see eBay in action like I want to see him show up and be like try to fucking <laughs> romanticize his way into you know what I mean <laughs> is he as much of a mastermind with women as he is a coach I, like I don't know yeah, <laughs> but um, He's going, say Jason Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say NBA championship. <laughs> <laughs> um, Celtics in so- five. Say it. <laughs> uh, so I, I just think that the Celtics are still finishing. I, I still have them in the top two of the Atlantic Division, and I probably. I probably have Sixers first, Celtics second, Nets third. And I really want to put the Raptors higher than fourth because I really like the Raptors. Always been a big Raptors guy, even after the Raptors fucking ripped the Sixers heart out. I mean, any Um, team that's named after a dinosaur, I'm signing up. True. Like, you couldn't have made, like, the Washington Commanders. You could, like, you're telling me it wouldn't have been cooler if they were, like, the Washington T-Rexes? Or, like, the Washington Velociraptors? The the Triceratops? Right. The Washington Stegosauruses? <laughs> that would have been odd. That would, no, that would have been a good team. It's so much better than the Commanders. They're Hell, even if you the named them just the Washington Dinosaurs. <laughs> I think you're onto something. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 
I, I like I really like the Raptors. I love Scotty Barnes. I love Fred Van Vliet. I love Siakam. If they had a legit center, I would shoot them up to like second in the division. If they just had even if it was like somebody like Miles Turner or hell, even if they had like Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks. Just somebody to give quality interior defense, catch lobs, be a post threat. Just give that mix in there where they can play more types of basketball than just the conglomerate of like switch everything and and lengthy wing kind of basketball. Because giving them that real center is going to just make them way more versatile, even though they're already versatile, but that makes them even more versatile and able to hang with any team. And that's like, that's all they need. I think to, to make a conference championship. I could see like them making a trade, getting rid of OG for Miles Turner, finally making it happen. I could see it. Like, if they traded, like, OG and, like, I don't know. Uh, Malachi Ken Birch Flynn. Or yes, Malachi Flynn. Like, because, cause, honestly, Malachi Flynn was kind of in the doghouse last year. So, it's like, you might as well get something for him. Malachi Flynn is still a decent player. And if you trade him to someone like the Pacers, who's tanking anyway, probably could get something decent for him. So, yeah, I mean, I have them at fourth right now just because I still like the, the talent of the top three teams is crazy. And I agree with you. Atlantic Division is easily the best division in basketball right now. The Knicks are in fifth, and like they were just a f- what, a four seed, five seed two seasons ago? And they have most of the same players in that, and they added Jalen Brunson? Like, and they have a good coach. Tibbs, uh, I mean, I'm I'm back and forth on Tibbs a lot. But he's better than a lot of the other coaches in the league, for sure. He's better than Joe Mazzullo. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, for sure. Like, we haven't seen Mazzullo do anything. So, I agree with you on there. Um, and it's just, like, the Knicks... It's funny because whenever I think about the Knicks, literally all I can say is they're the Knicks. <laughs> I want to say like, oh yeah, like they have some promise and they can do this and they can do that. But I'm like, well, they have a lot of money tied up in Brunson, RJ, and Julius Randle. So to really make more wiggle room, they're going to have to trade one of them. But Well, Fournier I, still I, makes a lot of bucks, so they can get a little that's something That's true for too. I'm still surprised. That, well, actually, I'm not surprised they still have him because nobody's going to want him. So that makes sense. But with all their first round picks, I mean, hey, you could. I mean, they, they added uh, Hartenstein, too. That was a great addition. I loved that addition. Hartenstein is a quality pickup. Um, and Emmanuel Quickly and Obi Toppin are going to continue to get better. Uh, Quentin Grimes, I'm still waiting. Uh, the jury's out on him still for me. Like, a lot of people are already super hype about Quentin Grimes as if he's going to be like a surefire starter. But I'm 
still kind of back and forth on him. I haven't seen enough just yet. Derrick yeah, Rose is going to be good off the bench. If he I plays. like Derrick Rose. That's true. Um, and then, yeah, they got they had Cam Reddish, but never fucking played him last year. So I don't know why they even <laughs> traded for him. <laughs> so I guess we'll find out if he ever plays. <laughs> um so yeah, the Knicks are just the Knicks. So yeah, I have them in fifth too, but I have we both have the Sixers in first, which I'm not used to. I don't think I even picked the Sixers for first the last two seasons. Well, obviously because the Nets had KD and Kyrie the whole damn time, but should be a good season. I'm pumped for it. Me too. And so to transition real quick. Just bringing this up real quick. We don't have to spend too much time on this. Ben Simmons admitted him and Embiid were never friends. He said they didn't really talk much in the first place because people asked if they were talking much after the fact. Everybody wondered if they were friends. There was all these things saying the Sixers weren't going to win with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid because they weren't friends off the court. First off, I don't agree that you have to be friends with your teammate to be able to win. Like... Kawhi's not hanging with anybody off the court. There's like Kawhi wasn't buddy buddy with anyone on the Spurs. And then on the Raptors, Kawhi there's the, like there's that video of Kawhi in the car, but that was with Serge Ibaka when they after they won the championship on the way to the parade. So like that's a prime example. Like this guy is a he's essentially a, like a loner, and he's won multiple championships. Like, I get it. You don't have to be friends. But I also think that those two weren't going out of their way to establish a rapport with each other. There wasn't True. a good level of trust with each other. That That is a good point. Thank you. And it, it's just, it's also like, since, since one side wasn't stretching the floor at all, they were both living at the same part of the floor. And then Embiid was having to shoot threes more. And then not getting the rebounds and being down where he was most effective. So. It just. Yeah, they weren't friends. Okay. New season. Yeah. Let's let's you know. Exactly. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. We were talking about them earlier. I know Muhammad is hype about both of them. They both got big fat contracts. What'd you call me? <laughs> called you big sexy obviously yes okay um i mean i saw it coming for jordan Poole, and at that rate i didn't think they were gonna let wiggins just walk either so i don't see the contracts as a surprise i think it was coming for both of them especially from the warriors they're trying to establish their their core post steph clay and dre for however long they play, whatever that may be, maybe they're going to play for like three, four or more seasons. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Glad they got their money. Glad they got paid. The, the only thing this makes me interested in now is what they do with Draymond after Jordan Poole got his money, because that was one of the things that people said started the whole fight is he kept saying like Draymond's going to be traded and, not resign with the the Warriors and everything. He's going to get the money, blah, 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 blah. So, Well, here's the thing, right? So 
Draymond Green's delusional if he thinks at this point in his career he's worth a, a max contract because he's not. Mm. He's older. He's hurt a lot. So he's not worth a max contract. The Warriors know that. And if he's if he's gonna, you know, say that if he's gonna be upset for not getting he's he's delusional. He got his max contract. He had his moment in the sun. His time is over. Now it's time to take a uh, a step back, contribute what you could contribute. I mean, shit, James Harden took less money True. To, to help the Sixers sign more players. So, I mean, it's either Draymond's going to be a baby and be upset and his, like, his uh, tenure with Golden State's going to end on a sour note, or he's just going to be a team player for once in his life and actually uh, bite the bullet and take less money. Exactly. I mean... Clay's next contract probably isn't going to be super Clay's high a, either. He's not worth the max. Steph right. would be the only guy that I would sign to one more if I had to. Exactly. So uh, you just got to see that the writing's on the wall. And unless unless you're that concerned with the money that you'll go to a team that's not going anywhere. But at that point, why would you when you're already on such a good team that is going to be in the championship race for the next foreseeable few years well i could solve this problem real quick there's a guy in la who doesn't want to be there anymore and there's a guy in golden state who's trying to lobby his way to los angeles westbrook with the warriors would be very interesting i would love that i would love that 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 would be pretty fun (laughs) Westbrook throwing assists to Clay and Steph? That would be fun. <laughs> I think. I mean, it could happen. I mean. Well, and then it, Golden State's such a good shooting team that the paint is going to be open for us. Yeah, they don't need to. They don't need for him to shoot. We know he can't shoot from three that well, so. Right. But they he's gotta just got to He's just got to live in the paint, draw the defense in, and boom, pass it out to Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, Wiggins. <laughs> and I mean, with, uh, you know, Draymond is valuable to the team in a lot of ways. But now that you have mm. guys who you can get by with, you have Looney, you have Wiseman, you have, I'm just talking about their bigs. You have Jamichael Green now. Right. Um, Kaminga's technically a power forward. If you want to play a little smaller, yeah, you can go something like that. You know, so, yeah. I mean, if, if that's what's going to happen, then... If he wants out that bad, then let's do it. Let's get it done. Yeah. I agree. And would, let's see uh, if the Lakers give fun. you a I, – I hope it has. The Warriors would be – that would be great. Speaking of Westbrook, our last topic was him. Um, there was the video – I know. I purposely did that. <laughs> of course. Um, there was the video of him not joining the team huddle before the game – there was the video of him not joining the huddle when Beverly was trying to just huddle them up and like before some free throws and everything. He just sat on the lined up for the free throws. Um, and then all this talk, obviously, about Darvin Ham putting him like bringing him off the bench to lead the second unit. I mean, do you think his hamstring is really hurt? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. I, 
Yeah. The guy's never hurt. <laughs> like ever. He's never hurt. He, he, even if he did twink, tweak his head. To tweak his hamstring, you think he's gonna fucking? He wouldn't show that. He would just keep playing through it. His leg right. could fall off, and he would keep uh, keep going. Exactly. Like it. He's never really sat out for something small like that before. So, I mean, I know it was preseason and everything, and but now it's kind of like he's a game time decision. Really, I think it's just a game time decision in terms of like if he really feels like playing for this team or not. And if he feels like coming <laughs> off the bench, and I don't think he, I, I don't think he feels like, like I don't think he would not want to come off the bench. I think right. that it just still continues to be Russell Westbrook. We need to figure out what we need to do with him, like right. he's some sort of problem. And it's as if they're like, oh, if we figure out Russell Westbrook, then like the team is magically going to make the finals, right? And it's like, no, there, there's a lot more going on with this team that you kind of need to figure out. Right. <laughs> like, they're talking about starting, like, Lonnie Walker. I mean... I mean, they were talking about starting Austin Reeves, for fuck's sake. Right. Like, those two aren't starting anywhere else. Lonnie Walker wasn't even starting in San Antonio, who had a terrible team. Austin Reeves? I'm surprised he's still on the team. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. Westbrook's going to be it's gone It's a shit soon. show over there. He's going to be gone I hope soon. so. I hope he goes somewhere and finally, like, enjoys basketball again. Because he definitely doesn't enjoy it on the Lakers. That's for sure. Golden so, State. Yep. Yep. I can see it. So, what you got has changed now to really me saying what you got for an answer. To my questions. <laughs> and after this, we have a little fantasy basketball segment. We'll bring up a couple things that a couple guys we like, a couple sleepers, whatever we want to do. Um, so my what you got for this week. Which how do I want to word this? Which team do you have more faith in to actually execute a rebuild? If the Thunder's the thund one of them, I don't, I don't have any confidence in the Thunder. The Thunder, the Rockets, or the Pacers? Well, I think the the Rockets have a pretty good team right now, just That's based true. on the move. I. If if anything, I think the yeah for sure I could see the Rockets. I have way more confidence based on the moves that have been made. I'm way more confident in the Rockets. Okay. And then the Pacers, and then I have absolutely zero confidence in OKC doing anything. In fact, I'm more confident that the Magic are going to be a better team than OKC will be. That they're going to have a better re rebuild than than OKC will. I can see that happening too, and it's funny because like I looked at the, on on Reddit, people were asking these like you know these opinion questions, and one talked about how whose tank job was more egregious versus like tank Thunder <laughs> th <laughs> versus the Thunder and the Sixers, 
And everyone agreed, like, yeah, the teams that the Sixers rolled out there were worse because, yeah, they went, like, 10-72. Um, but I feel like the Thunder... So the Thunder were in the playoffs, what, like, two or three seasons ago when they had Paul George? But even then, they didn't feel that competitive because, like, after it was Westbrook and Paul George, and I think Westbrook got hurt, and so then it was just kind of like nothing happening outside of those two. Then they started trading everyone away. They have a ridiculous amount of picks. And now, like, Gilgis Alexander is a very good player, but gets hurt almost every season so far. Chet out for the first year that they drafted him. Giddy missed a lot of last season with a hip injury. Also true. We have to see what Giddy does in his second season. Um, they have like three or four more rookies this year that people are pretty high on. But again, we have to wait and see what they do. Um, they even had Horford at one time, and they're like, look, just just take a seat. We don't even care if you play. <laughs> they had Kemba Walker at one point. They said the same thing. And is there... Like, does that, it, it, like, with the NBA, it seems like they think it's better what Oklahoma City's doing compared to what the Sixers did, even though the Sixers were giving a lot of guys chances, and there were some diamonds in the rough out of those tanking teams. Those tanking teams produced Robert Covington, Dario Saric, uh, Jeremy Grant, um, Landry Shamet, uh Luau Cabarro still gets playing time in a bunch of different Fucking places. Fucking little TLC action. Exactly. Uh, TJ McConnell. Like, there's still a lot of these guys. Nerlens Noel still gets playing time in plenty of places. Yeah. Jaleel Okafor is a Chinese league superstar. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it, like, I don't know. I, I, I look at OKC and I'm just kind of like the when the Sixers were two and a half seasons into their rebuild, that's when they the NBA stepped in and put the Colangelos in there. Is that going to happen with OKC, or are we just going to let this go until God knows when? Like, I don't did the know. rebuild start under the previous administration? No, Presti's been there for. No, I'm talking about commissioner. Uh oh, for the Thunder? No. Uh Silver was there. No, I'm talking the Sixers. Oh. Um I think it was right around the time that it was getting handed over to Silver. Or it was Sil- one of Silver's first few seasons. He's been miss, the commissioner for a while now. I know. I miss David Stern. I know. David Stern was great. I agree. Let's see. Um does it have maybe it says on his wiki he took over the commissioner October 25th of 2012 so it was him oh wait he was endorsed to be the next commissioner on 2012 but took over 2014 and 2014 is right around the time that the rebuild it was like the second year into the rebuild I think so yes, it was Adam Silver that. I mean, Stern Stern was the one who interjected when the the Lakers almost got Chris Paul 
And yes. So if you don't step in on that, and you're not going to step in on, if you step in on that, and you're not going to step in, in in this situation. Then you should just never step in. Actually, you should never step in. But if you're going to step in, then be consistent about it. True, but I will also say at the time the NBA technically owned the Pelicans or the Hornets at the time because the owner sold it or something like that. Yeah, but that should and never happen. The the league should no, never No, I agree. I agree, but like the I just feel like the circumstances were a little different cuz like the NBA was technically like operating as the owner of the team, which I agree shouldn't be the case, but it uh it definitely made it a little weird. But I agree with you. I think I have the most faith in the Rockets and then the Pacers and then the Thunder because the Thunder seem hopeless to me. So moving on to our final segment. We have a new weekly segment, a fantasy basketball segment, because that's we play a lot of fucking fantasy basketball around here. Yeah, so if you listen if you want to lose money, <laughs> this is a place to to do it. And have fun doing it. <laughs> right. If you want to lose money and have fun doing it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to I made a couple notes. I'm just going to break down a couple things heading into a week that I was intrigued by. And then, you know, so. Okay. Uh, but we still, you know, entering the season, we have some significant injuries we're, we're wondering about. So out there in Memphis, we got Jaron Jackson, who's who's going to be out for a couple months. A lot of people are still high on uh, Santi Aldama. Mm-hmm. However. I could see Brandon Clark easily getting uh, more run than Alda- is Aldama going to produce. Yes, but I, I still think that even with Brandon Clark coming off the bench, that he's still going to have more minutes. So for anybody playing a DFS and FanDuel and stuff, and you want to consider taking a chance on somebody, Aldama's the guy to do it. Um. If you if we're going to we're going to go to Milwaukee, so Joe Ingles, Middleton, and Conifton are out. So we're going to be looking at guys like Jordan Nawara, who Nawara last season averaged sixteen point three points and six point five rebounds and shot forty one point seven percent from deep in thirteen starts last season. I think he's better than he was last season. So. That's definitely something to consider if if somebody's looking for uh, somebody in a deeper format and, and you're looking for some relief or looking for somebody to add, that's the place to do it. Um, and then lastly, we have Clint Capella. Clint Capella is dealing with a thumb injury. We don't know if he's going to play on Wednesday. And then, of course, Onyeka Okongwu would then enter the equation. And he's going to be big time at some point, but... It may start a little earlier, especially if uh, Capella doesn't play. And in Brooklyn too, we get a couple of things that we're watching that that were that you need to keep an eye on: Seth Curry and Joe Harris. Uh, True. Joe Harris is going to be back sooner than Seth will, but Joe Harris and Seth aren't going to play on Wednesday. Joe Harris has a chance to play maybe on Friday night, but it's not looking good. Uh, either way. So there's talks about putting Royce O'Neal into the starting lineup. Uh, Cam Thomas coming off the bench. So if Cam Thomas comes off the bench, he's a good scorer. Anybody else, look, if you're looking for anything else, he's not the guy to, 
to consider. Anything outside of scoring, you're not going to get anything from him. Royce O'Neal get his minutes if he starts, but in terms of production, you won't really get that much production out of him either. But they're still, they still have upside compared to other players. If you're looking for somebody, those two are guys that you could look at. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I just drafted Brandon Clark tonight. Yes. And then, and then I drafted Okongwu in the Raz Jam. Because I was like, he's going to get his minutes. He's all, he, Mike's boy. They already think he's the future, so. Right. <laughs> that's that's Mike's boy, so. Oh, I know. I know. He Every time I hype him up, Mike's like, you want to trade me for him? I'm like, no, I'm not going to trade you Donovan Mitchell for Okongwu. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's good, though, because it looks like everybody's pretty much healthy. Jamal, Jamal Murray tweaks his hamstring, but he looks like he's going to be good to go for the season opener um outside of that it looks like everybody's we have pretty much everybody healthy middleton's not around but outside of that there's not really a lot of guys who aren't coming into the season healthy so it's going to be good the only one uh that the only one that like i feel is just like a shame is just Marvin Bagley, because, I mean, you and I have talked about him before. I I think he's going to improve a lot being on this Detroit team and finally, like, prove his case to being in the league. But then, of course, now he's out for a few weeks. So hopefully it's only a few weeks and he doesn't get hurt again this season. And I think he would be – he would produce some pretty good value, uh, especially fantasy-wise, because, like, he's not going that high in drafts if going drafted at all. So right. I was high on him last back. Yeah, I was high on him last season. He right. has a skill, he just can't stay healthy to save his life. Another thing that to keep an eye on is the uh center situation in Los Angeles. They got Damian Jones and Thomas Bryant gonna be pretty much dueling it out for uh minutes out there in LA. Um, initially they were high on Damian Jones. However, he's kind of fallen down behind Thomas Bryant. So I would see Thomas Bryant being better, but you know, we like Damian Jones, so he'll get some, he'll have some good performances this season for sure. Definitely. And I just want to say for people who want to draft rookies outside of like the, obviously, the big name rookies like Bancaro and Murray and Ivy and and those guys. Um, I think my favorite rookies that have a chance to produce right away um, are Soshan and Duren. I think both of them. I think will give you some good, especially because they're going to go in the later rounds uh, on redraft. See, I, I I still think Isaiah Stewart's going to have a pretty big role in Detroit. I think he'll definitely still be the starter and everything, but I think I think they're going to give Jalen Duran as many minutes as they can off the bench. Yeah, but I, I just think that Stewart's going to be around for a little while. So you, you might not get anything from him this season, but, I mean, he's somebody that, like, Mark Williams is somebody who could produce True. even more. So True. But it's a good time even, of year. Uh, I'm pumped. Or even what what's his name from Utah? Walker Kessler? Yeah. He's another I, I mean, he's one guy that I I've seen get drafted not early, but like 
he's very popular in terms of drafting rookies. Um, another another guy too that just popped in my head, uh, Zaire Williams from uh, Memphis. Oh, true. Um, you know, DeAnthony Melton is now in Philly, and uh, Kyle Anderson's now in Minnesota. So that's a guy that that could kind of come in handy and kind of come out of nowhere. So I would just keep an eye on him. He's not going to be anything great, but he is still still. He, he may log enough minutes, especially early on, and be a part of the rotation where you'll get something out of him. Right. And I'm just going to say this to everybody. Draft the Jones brothers. Tyus and Trey. Just draft both of them. <laughs> I, you know I love, I love the Jones boys. Oh, yeah. I mean, Trey Jones is going to get as much playing time as he wants. And then Tyus Jones, we know... We know with how much, and on top of that, like he's backing up a guy in John Morant that flies around the court. And I'm not, I hope he doesn't, but with the, his play style, a lot of those guys get hurt. He'll get hurt. So, yep. Again, hope he doesn't, but. No, he will. He will. (laughs) But I think that's it for us, unless you got anything else. No, I'm good. Me too. This is a good episode. A lot of loved everyone joining. Everyone, if you're still yeah. watching, thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Thank you for commenting and everything. That was that was great. That was fun. Um, but great time of year. Games start tomorrow. Can't wait. I'm actually. Uh, I'm probably gonna miss the first game because I'm going. I'm going to a concert with my mother-in-law. Not what concert? Uh, like a Fleetwood Mac tribute band. Oh, okay. I mean, Fleetwood Mac is that's good music. Yeah, I actually, she's the only one to go with me. My wife won't go. She doesn't like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. She's just not a concert person. Neither am I. But I mean, I like. I mean, so I did go to the mother-in-law. Okay. Okay. I mean, we're we're big concert people over here. So if there's a if there's a bigger concert you want to go to, we might we might be down. All right, I'll keep that in mind. All right, sounds good. But that's it for us. Thank you, everybody, for watching another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports. Got a pressure ulcer. <laughs> Actually, or you just messing around? No, I feel like I feel like my ass is going to fall off. <laughs> we have been sitting here for a while, so I get. Yeah. <laughs> I need to stretch my legs. Um, if you haven't already. Subscribe already. It takes one second. Right below, there's a subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the bell for notifications. It lets you know when we go live and post videos. Otherwise, Spotify, Apple, Google, everywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe on there. Rate and review. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.